0: Hello, and welcome to our anxiety-riddled podcast, Legends of Philadelphia. (laughs) We're your your host, Tony Trove, and his best friend and business partner, Johnny Zito. Joining us on engineering duties is the fastest thing on eight wheels, Brian Beerman. What does that mean? Like roller skates. You call me fat? No, like (laughs) roller skating.
1: Calling you fast.
0: Eight wheels, quads, quads. Oh yeah, it would be eight wheels. Are, are you a, right. are you a rollerblade boy?
2: Are you a qu- that's that's still eight wheels, right? <laughs> <laughs> <are you> a... <laughs> I just didn't get it. I thought it was like a. I thought it was like a like a like a what? I almost I I almost said I thought it was an eighteen wheeler, but as soon as I said that, I I realized how stupid that is. All right, continue. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs>
0: You might be asking, what makes these man-childs, children, such experts? Man, well, this is, I just, this is brutal. When in well, in yeah, addition, well, do we do? Well, well, in addition from to being from South Philly, Zito and I have a t-shirt business, South Philly which focuses on Philly culture and in jokes. Lots of times. Co- Customers will ask, how do you spell SQL? And they want to know if it's okay to park over here. So you wanted. <laughs> so we decided to start this podcast as an easy explainer and new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us. So we're hoping to share that with you. How was that? <laughs> that, was that might great. have been my uh, all-time worst one.
2: Uh... That was just like, that's that was really. If you, it, we have problems, if you just look at the uh, intro of the show, <laughs> it's like, oh, they, 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 these people got something going on.
0: Yeah. There's people who like listened for the first time. And we and do, though. We do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense.
2: oh, uh, we're, we're a hot mess.
1: mess. People know what they're uh, uh, for, Welcome uh, to the uh, podcast.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks. Good to be here, John. Who heard me on than Steve this week. <laughs> I did. Quite a few people did.
2: I did listen to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they have a thing. Great where job! You can call in, thank you. That you can call in and they record an ad if you're a business. And I was like, I'm a, I'm a business. I'm a, I'm a business. A business. <laughs> 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 I, my only regret, though, I, sh- I should have done it like the Foreman Mills guy. I should have did it like. <laughs> For- learning. You know, yeah. I talk, I say it on here all the time. I don't know why I spaced when I did it for that, but
2: and you plugged the podcast too, right? I couldn't believe they. I couldn't believe they. Re- couldn't believe they pl- they so played they talk, that. I was like, uh, they played that on. Uh, they play Steven. that on the radio. We're taking over, dude. Slowly, it's slowly M- but surely, the
0: MM army is going to be under yes, our. They're we're, firmly we're, I'm, behind I'm us. I'm a general in the MM army. <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> I want to play the drum. Just play the snare drum. But I play like White Snake because it's MMO. You, can- right. <laughs> you, can, you can be the, the fife player
0: or the flute player.
2: Yeah, fife. Mm. But like metal fife. Yeah,
0: like metal fife. Like, like, get the lead out. You play Led Zeppelin songs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: On fife. On your fife. Gather around, everybody. Tangle underfoot yet again. <laughs> yet again. <laughs> Trample underfoot. Whatever.
0: Look, you know I'm not a Led Zeppelin fan, so I don't care. You can call whatever you want.
2: No, I. I love that one.
0: It was very topical that you were on the radio this week because we're actually we're gonna
1: we're gonna talk a little bit about radio history today on the podcast. Uh, back in the eighties, the Look at that segue, yeah, dude. man, mm-hmm. yeah, the, w- w- yeah, it's almost like we practiced it. Uh, back in yeah. the eighties, though, <laughs> we really didn't. <laughs> it's natural. It just it's just like that's our flow. Back in the eighties, the number one morning radio show in Philadelphia was hosted by Wacky Walrus Mustache John DeBella and his zoo crew. Their light-hearted pranks, high-energy interviews, and endlessly entertaining sound effects kept drivers occupied on the long waits in Schuylkill Expressway traffic. <laughs> but uh, quick on his heels was drive-time rival Howard Stern, soon to be the most famous shock jock in all the world. Uh, so don't touch that dial, because today we're going to get into a little local radio history. Do you guys know anything yeah. about and We love the, the riff uh, on John
0: DeBella. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: frequent punching hey, bag is the sound show, soundboard john is
0: legendary we, we want the, we want the soundboard yeah we talk about we're it all jealous.
2: Time. that's why we're coming at him <laughs> just... <laughs> well
0: you know it's funny like i i guess we're like let's tease john de bella on our podcast but i didn't realize that um i guess like it's been a thing people have been doing this for ages howard Stern's been <laughs> torturing john de bella for <laughs> for 40 years <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah I remember my mom listened to Howard Stern like all the time as a kid and like um I remember her telling me about like this stuff like his funeral and them them in the 80s them like going at it back and forth because she she used to listen she's listened to Howard Stern like all the time she had like the CDs and the um she had a she had a book <laughs> she had a book one of his books and like when i was a kid i like went into a room and I was like looking at it and there was like there's a picture of Howard Stern with like 50 topless women <laughs> <laughs> and i looked at it a lot and then and then, <laughs> we, and then and then at the i used to hang out at the library after school and then i would i would <laughs> they had that book there so it was like <laughs> hey hey i know something like do you want to see like you want to see something <laughs> crazy <know> something. <laughs> and then like you were yeah, a very popular kid kids yeah the, uh, i would charge kids in the back always this a way to make a buck always a hustler laffy taffies dude La- three laffy taffies three <laughs> shake them shake them shake them down
0: shake your laffy taffy i <laughs> dude, my, my grandmother's listening to howard Stern. I, I remember this like when i was like, a little kid <laughs> it's it's weird to think that like like a sweet old lady was listening to Howard Stern. Like everyone listened to to this to yeah. this stuff back back then.
2: He was just like such a huge phenomenon, yeah. I guess, at the time. And he was
0: being like like he had I remember he had like like pay per view specials on New Year's Eve. He I, I remember the books, yep. I remember the movie. I remember yeah, I I guess movie. there's even a scene in in his in his like his movie where he even addresses John de like slightly, like does not like they had to touch it, but they it seemed so light hearted
1: i I don't remember uh, I haven't seen the movie since I was like in high school which i at which point I'm sure I watched it like 20 times but I think that uh I do remember there's Don Imus stuff. I remember that they do talk about Howard Stern like feuding his way to the top. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't remember if they the speak or John John <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly it's like it's it's vulgar it's uh the the whole movie is like a high school kid's um uh, uh checklist of all the things you're not supposed to. Be exposed to, so they put it all in one place for you, so you could get it at the video store down the street, and uh, that was my first exposure to Howard Stern. And I don't really remember Debella until he came back to Philadelphia Radio, like as on MGK. Like that's how I that's how I know Debella.
0: Yeah, I, I remember like my fr- her friend Frank Prank called him one time, and I guess I, I didn't realize it's like this is all part of Howard Stern stuff, like Baba Bowie and Prank calling John De yeah. and like he, he like John DeBella was was like, raising money for something. He was like, "I'll I'll pay you a thousand dollars for your mustache clippings," and like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so funny to mess with John De Bella. I just didn't, I just didn't even realize that it's like it's part of culture to do this. Yeah. Like American it's culture, baked into it. it it's baked into the city, yeah.
1: Mhm. Uh well, a little history on John Debella himself. Uh before arriving in Philadelphia, Debella did a stint at WLIR Garden City in Long Island. Uh in the early 1980s, he hosted the Debella Travesty and helped introduce the new wave format <laughs> to listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the show. We should change the name of this show to that. <laughs> the Zito legendary
0: Travesty. The legendary travesty. <laughs> the Zito train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as my name's in the title, that sounds great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Your name will be right up. Front. <laughs>
1: um, and I guess this is like Dibella was doing this. This was the beginning or the height of the, the the, the soundboards and the prank calls and the and things like that that that's and the wacky yeah, songs the, and things
2: the, the shit that we always make fun yes. of yes th- that's what we're talking about I guess about. Like, yes <laughs> 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 wow wow bring wow yeah yeah like, that, that, like, <laughs> like the parody when people make fun of radio shows and it's like this kind of <laughs> shit what we're talking about yeah yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Debella moved to Philly in late 1982 to begin working at WMMR and immediately fell in love with the city and the station. Uh, he became famous as part of the AM show along with former WLIR co-alum Mark the Shark Drucker. Uh, I guess it was like his, his co-host or producer. The raucous morning show program uh, attitude blended perfectly with Debella's high energy wise guy persona. Debella's Daily Effort, first called the Debella the Travesty, was then renamed The Morning Zoo and was like unlike anything Philly audiences had ever heard before and quickly supplanted the mild-mannered Ken Garland on WIP AM 610 uh, as the number one morning show uh in the city. So everybody was listening to some sports talk about like losing teams and then uh switched to Debella instead.
0: Well, in in the early 80s The the Philly teams weren't that bad. That's true. You're right. The Phillies the the Phillies. it was probably the worst they got. The better DeBella was. Yeah. Probably. Probably. It's funny. 610 WIP is such a, uh, like a staple to the city and it's still around. It's still, I mean, I guess it isn't still, but I don't know. All those guys like Howard Eskern and Angel Gataldi are in that, from that world. And, uh, yeah it's interesting that that was the, the the competition back then for Debella that's crazy.
1: yeah yeah um, and, and those guys come back up. We're going to circle back around a couple of local uh, broadcasters are are intertwined with this story towards the end the The mid1980s were Debella's golden age. The local media couldn't get enough of the loudmouth DJ with the giant mustache and he soon couldn't began get to enough. He was selling newspapers like the wild things he was doing on the radio were getting reported on the entertainment section of the daily News, you know.
0: Hawaiian shirt Friday. <laughs> That's where that comes from. <laughs> Hawaiian shirt Friday. What is it? Hawaiian shirt Friday. You wear a Hawaiian shirt, and they would play like a Flo and Eddie song, and it would kind of went mm-hmm. with it. Uh, it even kind of like I don't know. It's a weird way, like like saying like John De ties to Flo and Eddie, which ties to Frank Zappa. Like I don't know. Frank Zappa has the same hair as Howard Stern for some reason. This all makes sense. <laughs> you got like a giant like corkboard with all these like
1: yarn oh, yeah. strings <laughs> drawn between like different seventies rock heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I'm figuring yep. it out. H-
0: hair icons of, of <laughs> FM radio. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: was he? What was John De Bella like famous for doing in the eighties? Like, what were some of his like big stunts or whatever? Well, it was like yeah, like he
1: he coined the phrase Hump Day, the double entendre Hump Day, and, and made it like a Wednesday. Oh really? thing. Yeah. And Hawaiian shirt Gonzo Friday uh, was a thing, and uh, <laughs> then like encouraging you to wear it to
2: your square job. Uh, That'll th- shut. That'll freak these freak out these squares wearing <laughs> a Hawaiian shirt. Like- <laughs> Can you take it, Corporate America? Can you deal with this? <laughs>
0: Here's a guy in a monkey suit wearing a Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) Freaking out the squares. (laughs) I love this kind of radio, though. But, you know, like, this is, but it is corny, and it is, like, this kind of stuff, and you could see why Howard Stern just, like, came out at claws out you know it's it isn't that edgy
2: (laughs) no john de bella is like the radio equivalent of like those buzzers you put on your hands to shake people's (laughs) hands like a a joy and it's like it's not funny but it's like just an annoying thing and yeah and this person thinks it's funny but it's actually it's not it's like it's like a whoopee cushion. What? Like it's not funny. It's he's, just like, oh hey, look at this wacky thing. He's still in the <laughs> air. He's on 1029. I know, I know.
0: He's on 1029 MGK now. So he's still there. It's like it's a, and I'm sure it's the same show. They call it the Zoo Crew. You know, it's like <laughs> He I mean, held on to the radio all the time. It's I I, I yeah, it's the right. <laughs> I, I if you want to like, get a taste of what we're talking of what this probably was like, just tune in any morning on one oh two nine MGK. And also understand
1: that it was upsetting a very dry marketplace. Uh, so uh, mm-hmm. a corporately run marketplace full of news and sports previous to that. So this silliness, this comedy show first thing in the morning, uh, even pre-dawn, is just like uh, uh, new. It's fresh to the market at this point. And uh, Debella and was super popular. He achieved total domination over the local radio landscape. And he was given the... Total th- domination. That's how he said it. <laughs> that's, how he, that's how he would say it, too. <laughs> Uh,
2: he was like job of the hut. <laughs> like he had uh he was <laughs> just like bring me more bring me more whippy cushions
0: now. what's his name? The Geeter and all what, like they were the other DJs in Philly yeah. then. Uh yeah. Like uh, oh, I, I can't think of any of their names. Uh, Bob Charger and, yeah.
2: and uh <laughs> Bob Pantano Bob dance, party, dance party. <laughs> 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 which I frequent every Saturday night. Well, the De, De- bello was making
1: waves, and for it, he earned a million dollars annually from MMR, an unprecedented salary. And
0: uh, a million dollar, a million dollars a year, yeah.
1: Wow,
0: I could. Okay, this is like this is definitely setting the stage to why Howard Stern wanted to like knock him down.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a choice position to be number one at the time if you can be. He's bringing in the ratings, the advertisers. Newspapers are reporting on his pranks and how much people love him and how they're following his. He's like putting memes out into the culture and you're doing them in real life. It's, you know, there's no internet. Mm -hmm. So the radio is the response. Uh, is where people are getting their instructions from, and uh, Debella first learned that the zoo had become the market's highest-rated morning show while uh, at the legendary Live Aid concert at JFK Stadium, July 1985. That was probably the peak of his career. He's broadcasting from Live Aid. He's number one. He's making a million dollars. Everyone is is yeah. is is making hump day jokes, and uh, he's a a, uh, <laughs> he's
0: a media sensation. He's on top baby. He's on top. He's on top of William Penn's hat. <laughs> <laughs> <Can't>, nothing's gonna <laughs> knock me down stop
1: us. <laughs> uh, Despite the accolades and paychecks Debella never believed his own press And just kept working uh, He, at the time, must so have humble. seemed like uh, You know, the good times could go on forever uh, But, you know, like everything else uh, New- Someone from New York had to come and ruin it for him
0: <laughs> Classic, classic <laughs>
1: <clears throat> While Debella was conquering mornings in Philadelphia, Howard Stern was doing the same on New York's WXRK-FM syndicated in Philly on 94.1 WYSP. And Stern's vulgarity and shock factor mm. made the zoo seem t- tame by comparison. Uh, Stern wasted no time in launching an all-out assault on Debella, whom he would mockingly call the zookeeper. For years, Stern never missed a chance to insult DeBella, both professionally—his unmerciful lampooning of the morning zoo format, like we were talking about—and professionally, or and personally, he frequently described DeBella as ugly and referred to him uh, derisively as Baldy, uh, just so, just like making getting as personal. As possible. But Howard Stern is ugly. <laughs> People, why,
0: like, can you imagine? Like you're listening to New York radio, and they're talking about the Philadelphia DJ. Like how many New Yorkers even knew what they were even talking about? You know. <laughs> like it seems irrelevant
2: yeah i, I yeah i don't I, I don't know dj's from another city
0: right right
2: but i guess you know i think it was probably more there was an ulterior motive of like he was trying to take over sure or he was trying to beat him in the ratings right
1: but but uh debella is the number one uh paid he's getting the biggest paycheck uh, in the yeah. business sure, and the uh, money yeah, and that's like I guess it's known because it's in the newspaper that it's been covered as a story at some point that Debella is sure. the Yeah, we know it <laughs> highest paid DJ. And
2: like how much was a million dollars back then <laughs> That's what everybody wants to know.
1: <laughs> well, well, Bierman, balls in your Let court. Let me look it, look it up. up.
2: <laughs> Let me look it up. Now what year are we talking? Eighty five? That was the peak. Yeah,
1: eighty five, that's the peak. But, all right, all right. Let's look it up. Please don't come
0: to a stop to talk about that.
1: No, we'll continue. You don't got to stop. Uh, So Stern's no hold bar guerrilla war on his rival included encouraging his listeners to harass Debella on air and whenever they encountered him in public. Uh, There was no escape from the uh, torment in his personal or professional life. So, like, people would call up and do prank calls, like our buddy Frank would—I guess that was in response to Howard Stern being like, call up John Debella and ruin his day. And when people saw him (laughs) in the street, they would call him baldy, and they would tell him he was ugly— uh, at at the time stern for him said it was personal and in an interview he uh, he confessed uh, my producer quote my producer Gary had once worked with Debella in Long Island uh, at the time Debella was the star disc jockey and Gary was a lowly intern Gary told me that Debella was so arrogant that the interns it uh, was so arrogant uh, to the interns that as part of the standard orientation they had been told not to talk to Debella in the halls. They were told they weren't even allowed to look him in the eye. Uh, that was enough to get me going. <laughs> Who the f did this arrogant P think he was? End quote. Uh, so I guess I Howard, can't even say the, the curse is just now. We're not. Uh, you know, it was. What did P stand for? I'm not sure, so I didn't want to look like an <laughs> idiot. I just, it was like <laughs> prick,
2: right? Right.
0: Well, so to the be trans, fair, this the when, when I was, it was
1: a, could be anything. Could be poopy head. I don't know.
2: A poopy head. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's what it is. He
1: can't. When I was an intern, when I was <laughs>
0: an intern in a PA in a, in a film biz, there's like there were like so many people who were shitty to you, and I never forgot. Yeah. Like you I have like list. a I have like a I have a shit list of I, people who he's got a list. Yeah. It's behind course. him right now. Look, it's on his wall. If you're in the entertainment biz and and you started out, you remember everybody was an asshole to you. Yeah, me
2: too. <laughs> Number one, John Zeta John Number two, Tony <laughs> True. <laughs>
0: When did you get into the entertainment business? Not going to forget that. No, you know what? And then years later, you take them down. That's that's the Yeah. Best. Exactly. The best. yeah. 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 <laughs> Shake my hand. I have a buzzer on my face.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see that coming. So a million dollars in 1985 is worth two million four hundred seventy six thousand three hundred fifty two dollars and thirty six cents today. Oh, man, that's a lot of long. Hots. That's a lot of money. That's a lot, of, that's a lot of money. Yep. Yeah. It's a it's pretty good for being on the radio. For doing fart jokes on fart the radio. Jokes. That's pretty good. Yeah,
1: for prank calling old ladies. It's, uh, it's a good living. It was brutal. Uh, Howard Stern's tournament was brutal, and it worked. Uh, by 1990, Stern's all out campaign of hate made him the market's highest rated radio show, knocking DeBella to number two in Philly, and thus began a rough patch for DeBella on air and off.
0: So that's crazy. So 94YSP was rebroadcasting the New York broadcast. Yes, in opposite DeBella opposite to Debella. So they were rivals in mm-hmm. Okay, this this makes more sense too.
2: Howard Stern has this like cult fan base who'll just like like though if he's just like go after this person and they like people will like these construction workers will call John Debella. It's so weird and fa- it's like you're arguing about the what radio show you like better it's so innocuous and stupid but it became like
0: well there was just so much less media you know there was like yeah there was like there's only so much stuff it's even weird that you know people don't know djs like they use like the djs are so much less power than they used to have you know they're just with so much less yeah uh, podcasts are the new medium you know
1: also this this rivalry was selling newspapers it was in uh it was on the evening news you know they were holding events and things to get to drum up attention Yeah, they're making money yeah and they have people mm-hmm. and then their ratings are going for higher both stations yeah right i mean in a way Shows. they're to a point they were both in on it they were both fueling the fire uh it, it's good for it's good for radio it's good for both of their careers uh but uh like we said, on uh, May 10th, 1990, after beating the Zoo Crew by uh, a point and a half in the ratings, just a point and a half in the ratings, Stern gleefully organized the funeral for DeBella. The Stern show uh, was broadcast live from outside MMR studio in Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia. A crowd of hundreds gathered to watch Howard Stern dress up as a Catholic cardinal and preside over a mock service complete with a DeBella impersonator strung up in a noose. There were choirs, uh, <laughs> eulogies, and professional mourners. Howard Stern said in his sermon, quote, "I'm surprised it took this long. An endangered species is now extinct." End quote. The whole show—it's dark. Yeah, the whole show came to Philly, and they broadcast from uh, right outside uh, Debella's studio while Debella was broadcasting his morning show. Uh, the whole show—I mean, he brought Robin, Gary, Stuttering John. He brought everyone down. It was what like about they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well the whole crew from nineteen ninety. I That's don't know if certain characters got there. Yeah, yeah. But um Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. It was like a parade. Uh, like they Beetlejuice, like right?
2: <laughs> pre Beetlejuice era.
1: <laughs> it was like they had conquered Philadelphia. They they came through like an army Um, It cost $30,000, and it it sold more (laughs) newspapers. uh,
2: This whole, like, looking back on it now, this whole thing is just like, it's so stupid. It's it's like we're arguing about radio shows. It's so wrestling also. It's just like, it's like, it's like, Howard Stern's like this over-the-top, like, heel.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a lot like um, wrestling. It is a lot like, uh, and they switch places. At first, you know, Debella's the, the baby face and, and Howard Stern's the heel. But when Howard Stern becomes the victor, suddenly he's the baby face for winning, yeah, the, you know. Because they're both, yeah. they're both being jerks to each other. So, like, now that you're winning, that just makes you the good guy. Mm. Or the one to root for. Uh, And, uh, you know, all this hoopla, everything going on, the Philadelphia Daily News uh, covered it, and um, uh, they said that it did more to boost newspaper sales than it did to boost the actual ratings of either show that day. Uh, They did not see – either; neither show saw some huge blip or uh, explosion in viewership or, or listenership. Uh, the Daily News uh, uh, quote was quoted uh, uh, bodily functions, sexual body parts, aberrant sexual behavior, ethnic stereotypes and other such distasteful topics that have become Stern's stock and trade were present there in Rittenhouse Square. End quote. <laughs>
0: and here we are talking about it. <laughs> 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 yes, boy,
1: Uh, DeBella responded uh, graciously by hosting a press conference in the MMR lobby later that day where he playfully rose from the dead, uh, li- uh, rising up from a casket, and promised to retake the top spot uh, in the ratings uh, sh- uh, very shortly.
2: So he went along with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, again, on that day, it seems like DeBella was just like, here's the next step in the rivalry, and now I'll— I'll do what I'm going to do to get back at him, and then you know we'll do a New Mm -hmm. York-Philly rivalry thing or whatever. Or maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just going to let it slide and and live comfortably at number two and wait for people to get bored of Howard's uh, vulgarity. I don't know. Uh, But um, although Stern only knocked the Morning Zoo down a single place in the ratings, MMR management panicked and soon paired DiBello with Howard Eskin in a show that combined sports radio and rock music but pleased no one.
2: Seemingly, <laughs> well, no one likes Howard Eskin. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll put an even bigger heel on there, radio. <laughs> everyone will love this.
1: Yeah, so it was a combo. It was like a combo show um, where I guess they gave sports updates, and then Debello played the news, or the played the 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 played music, and and the pranks. I don't know the the funny songs. I don't know.
0: I don't know what they do. Yeah, I don't know.
1: It didn't seem like it, it didn't work because seemingly overnight, the show went from second place to 15th and uh, it
0: just it plummeted. in <laughs> Wow. Ratings. Yeah. Jerry Blavitt is like back on top. <laughs> <laughs> High lit We're back, baby. We're number two and three.
1: I imagine that uh, Debella and Stern's audience were pulling from the same pool, and when Debella uh, appeared to falter and then his show was no longer about the rivalry with Stern, many people lost the impetus to keep up. The, the, the thread was over. The story ended.
2: Howard Stern made it so it was like this guy's not cool and I'm cool. Mm. Well, so.
1: and the, and management made it so that the story ended. Like if if uh <laughs> if they didn't replace uh, if they didn't try and squeeze Howard Eskin in sports into this, then Debella could have kept with that same format yeah. and maybe very easily overtaken that spot and like a Philly New York rivalry could have developed. It's already there inherently and I don't know. There could have been a it could have been great for both networks.
2: Yeah, but I think Howard Stern Howard Stern, especially by this time, he was, like, pushing the envelope more and more. And that's what people... Dude, he was going MTV at want. this point. He, yeah. he was
0: probably, like... When did the E! show even start, you know? Like, at some point, that was like, like the 90s, his yeah. popularity must have just, like, grown exponentially, you know? Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know if it happened at this point in in the, in the tale, but...
2: It started to, I'm sure. Though. Yeah, this is
1: kind of happen. the last... These are the, like the last few heads he steps on on his way to dominating morning uh, radio f- throughout the entirety of the 90s.
0: He, I, I sent it to you Zito, a while ago. He, Howard Stern did an interview with Terry Gross. Yeah. And recently, because he had the new Howard Stern now. He's, he's Zen, he's in therapy and everything. And he said right. that he was like a, such a narcissist that he wanted to be like, whatever the ratings, like he was on nine out of every 10 radio station or, or listeners were listening to him and he wanted to be 10 out of 10. Like he, his like expectations of his own popularity were, were beyond anything that was even possible. Uh, It's even crazy what he was getting, you know, like if he's in Philly, that means he's all over New Jersey too, which is like so dense with people and, and New York, like there's so many people listening to his show. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. To listen to his his fart jokes, you know.
1: So, uh defeating his rival wasn't enough and Howard Stern continued to regularly insult Debella as a feature on his show and Stern made a prediction. He said that he would make Debella lose his job, his wife and that he would never find serious work in radio again unless Debella humbled himself on Stern's show. So, um this is this getting. Is this is where it gets weird. It gets dark. I yeah. I was not aware of this before when we were like, yeah, let's cover the the Debella funeral. And then uh...
0: you know what? As even this topic came up. I followed. Um, I guess ninety four YSP has a Instagram page, even though they're off the air, mm-hmm. and they like they, they kind of just post old pictures from you know their their heyday, and they posted mm-hmm. a picture from this up this event you're about to <laughs> mention, and it looks like there was like thousands of people at this thing at this stuff. Like yeah getting ready to like torture John Debella. And I like I was like wait, how I guess a lot of people were into this. Yeah. I mean even I mean
1: even if you were a Debella fan and not a Howard Stern fan, if Howard Stern was coming to town and was going to uh be outside of Debella's show, you'd go see that and and even listen on your Walkman or whatever to hear what yeah. Debella was saying about what was going on outside. It's like something to yeah. do, you know.
0: And Howard Stern has that whole like you, I hate him so much. I'm gonna listen to him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like I said, uh, this is kind of where things take a darker turn. Um, when Debella and his wife did in fact split up in 1992, Stern hosted a Debella divorce party uh, in the rain across the street from MMR Studios, again in Rittenhouse Square, and he had Annette Debella as a guest on the show, and he had her go on a date with number one Howard Stern fan and notorious prank caller Captain Jenkins. Uh, they did like a video sketch or whatever. I I don't know how it was released because there was no internet, but they did a video sketch together.
0: That's weird. I it's crazy they were in Rittenhouse Square too.
1: Yeah, well, that's where that's where MMR Studio was. So they have this big public oh. park to to be able to host this live event right
0: outside of Debella's window. I can't believe they allowed that, in, or the the their the Rittenhouse people for like. Yes, Howard Stern, I know, right? come come to your things here. <laughs> Yeah, man, I got yelled at for eating a hot dog over there one time. Like they just don't, <laughs> they don't. You can't do anything over there, sir. You're chewing too loudly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough with the mustard. Like it's, it's dry. It's spicy.
1: Um. So I guess after this, things got relatively quiet uh, when Annette apparently committed suicide, and Debella later resigned from MMR. Uh, she was, in Debella's word, a borderline personality alcoholic. Uh, so. Her death was uh maybe not related to what was going on between Howard and uh Debella, but it certainly affected Debella's life and his professional career and oh so yeah, it wasn't affected. MMR.
0: He just was on top of the world and the highest paid d j in the world and had a number one show and then Howard turned tortured him so much that he got divorced and then his wife committed suicide like yeah, I mean yeah. how could yeah. that not have been rela- yeah. like connected i
2: and we're fucking arguing about like what fart joke show is better. <laughs> like, this is so stupid. I, it's so stupid. It's, and it's
0: crazy. And I, you know, I I always feel like I guess I didn't know this until we started like talking about this episode. Uh, I, is this is this like an open secret in the radio world? Or like, you know, do all radio people know about this? Because that's so dark and so upsetting. Uh, just... Yeah, and like,
2: how does Howard start? Was Howard? I'm sure he was. He like making fun of it. Like he was gone this far. Like was he like?
1: It came up, but he apparently offered his condolences on the radio about it. But um, it definitely came up, and people on his show commented about how you know, are we responsible? It was like a topic of conversation. Yeah, it didn't go ignored or anything like that. Um, and this is also the error when reality TV is like this is happening in reality TV in talk shows. You know, people are are are. Uh, victims of violence because of their appearances or the the uh, the reveals on the like the Jenny show and things like that suicides and assaults. And I don't know, I guess it like it's all mixed up in how how real and how um, how, how few restrictions there were on what these talk shows could do back at at the time and, and how far people were willing to push it for, you know, ratings.
0: I, man, I, I'll tell you, the truth. I can't believe that they didn't can Howard Stern. that I mean I guess they they were probably that station probably making so much money they probably don't care about (laughs) morals and ethics but like that is so wild it's that's so sad I regret teasing John Bella uh Uh, yeah seriously in, in this kind of way you know
1: yeah I mean and as a kid having no idea about any of this to begin with and I'm sure like even our friend Frank who was like yeah I'll torture that other radio DJ you don't think of them as a person it's just a voice on the radio
0: yeah
2: Another dark turn on Legends. Yeah, of know, That's that. That's our show now. It's like, is like. Oh, you want to hear this funny, fun funny, thing? Funny, Wait, funny, 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 it's funny, it's not. dark. Well, there's a. <laughs>
1: it, it takes another twist. There's another weird reveal. I. But hey, I that's, life. On. that's
2: life. That's life. That's.
1: In uh, in November 1994, Debella was hired for an afternoon shift on 94.1 WISP, following Howard Stern's morning show. So Howard Stern's show would end, and then Debella's would start. And just as Stern sure. had said, Debella. Uh, was scheduled to come on the show and ask his nemesis for permission to return uh, to the airwaves. Yeah, he had to,
0: it's like, it seems
1: like a setup, like a wrestling you know, thing again, but. How disgusting.
0: <laughs> I know. You know, I love Howard's Oral, you know, I've always enjoyed Howard's Oral, but I didn't know this story, it's really upsetting
1: when I was a kid and I really liked Howard Stern, it's all about fart jokes and boob jokes. And you're like a sophomore in high school. So all of this stuff is like cutting edge. It's like, it's, it's the top of the line. It's, it's, it's adult humor, but like to look back on it, Mm -hmm. it's like, man, what an awful person. And what an awful, what an awful circus.
0: (laughs) And I'll tell you, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting that, that Howard Stern and Trump were friends back then. Cause you know that, yeah, if if you if we, if we post a picture, well, if you post a picture uh, of from the, like the Debella funeral or the or the Debella's um, divorce party, absolutely, like it looks like a Trump rally. Like it is like that energy. It is that like, like it's it. I don't know. Absolutely. It, you know, and maybe and maybe like because we don't have Howard Stern on the radio anymore, that energy had to go to politics or go to somewhere else. But like, it definitely is that like, let's be mean as possible. Sort of, uh, I don't know, energy
2: well, if- if we're all being mean, then it's okay.
0: Yeah, but if it's being like mean about something that's stupid, it doesn't matter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's I mean, not that John DeBell is like, this story is really sad, but like, you know, we're just teasing another DJ. It's just it's no big deal. It's not like they're picking on minorities or they're picking on like gay people or something. You know, they're like it's like it's almost seems like good clean fun if they're just teasing like it's almost like like sports. I don't know. You know, it because it, it doesn't matter, it seemed like it was okay. And maybe because Howard Stern wasn't on the radio anymore, that that energy had to go somewhere else. You know, I mean, I'm thinking of overthinking this.
1: <laughs> no, I think it's a no. I think you're right. Uh, a lot of the same kind of media manipulation that Howard Stern is doing to propel himself to the top is the same thing that ha- that Donald Trump did. You know, like picking fights with people who have more star value than you, or they have a larger audience than you, or they have the audience you want picking them apart and like dividing them dividing them and then like declaring your victory over them and then anyone who sides with your rival is now a loser because you declared it so mm-hmm. there was no finish line there were no judges res- results to tally mm-hmm. you just like you called it you called the match you dressed up as a cardinal you mm-hmm. you hung an effigy of him in the park outside of where he worked and that was it you're the king of all media <laughs> what a weird thing to do <laughs> So there's this whole strange coda now too, where Debella goes up to New York to be on the Howard Stern show to ask for permission to get back on the airwaves. And on the day, Debella shows up, and why would he? Because he uh, he's, it's he's going to be on the same network that Howard Stern's going to be on. But it's not his Stern contract. Howard Stern's rivalry make again. Make
0: sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like,
1: if Howard Stern says I won't syndicate the 94WYSP uh, even if he makes the even if he starts shit even if he was like I can't believe they're giving a show to this joker he's not fit to come on after me and uh you know what 94WYSP if you don't do something about this I'm going to pull my show I'm going to pull my show I'm going to tell my fans call the station to, to flood the lines during the Bella show they could make life he could make life miserable for them so
2: so he could he could use his legions his army of people to do bad things and that's why people are scared of them i i i i, I see uh i'm just starting like to see Zito. where uh <laughs> yes that's that's what i was referring to
1: my most of my twitter followers are bots too so <laughs> i guess uh when... i just prank call you <laughs> <laughs> So I guess when Debella got up there uh, and got on the show, there was like, a, you know, it was like a, a hit job. Uh, they 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 kind of like set De- Debella up to face uh, some of his uh, critics, uh, and they had his former sidekicks from the Morning Zoo show, uh, uh, Mark the Shark Drucker. And uh, uh, Captain Jenks and, and Pat Goodwin, who used to write song parodies for them, and they came on one after another, and they told like they would confront DeBella with horror stories about his his old his behavior when they were his boss, and like you know every time. Oh, okay. And every time they kind of boned up the story, they couldn't like, they didn't necessarily tell it right, or Howard would interrupt so many times that they would look like fools. And then Howard would side with DeBella and be like, no, you guys are idiots. Uh, uh, John, I, I, why'd you ever hire these guys? And like, he kind of like then engaged in some rehabilitation of, uh, of DeBella there on the air with him. Like, this oh, it's all fine. Yeah, so it's That's like, funny. well, I mean, I, it's all part of his show. It's all part of his shtick. Now you're on my team. You're okay yeah, yeah. now. Now I have the best people. Right. It's like It's that same, it's just that same kind of mentality, that same kind of show.
0: That's so wild.
1: Yeah, and uh, at the press conference after the show, Stern declared that uh, at, as of the events, after the events of that day, uh, he was now proven to be the king of all media, now that Debella had prostrated himself there on the radio, uh, the former... Uh, highest paid, uh, most popular radio DJ uh, in America. So, uh, and then he, and then he like uh, uh, let it be known that uh, Debella had now redeemed himself, and he would support Debella's radio show, and 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 maybe they would do some bits together, and 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 do some stuff in Philadelphia. And he ta- he said nice things about Philadelphia and how everyone there had embraced him. And then they took some questions from reporters, and uh, John Belaris was there, and Stern interrupted John Belares.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Stern interrupted John Belaris to ask if he was gay. He said, you're too handsome to be a reporter. What are you doing here? And uh, when John Belaris said he was a weatherman, uh, Stern grew indignant and said, uh, your station insults me by sending a meteorologist. You know nothing of what's happening here today. Uh, a- as if uh, the gravity really? could only be understood by some by a, a, tr- a true reporter. Yeah, yeah. He, he like, made an asshole out of John Belaris. Uh I guess they, they <laughs> went around the room making, making fools of a bunch of these reporters because then— uh, Fox reporter Penny Crone uh she stepped up to ask a, what I think is a serious question. She asked uh, Stern uh, if he felt responsible for Debella's wife's death and uh uh the the whole room I guess kind of groaned and uh, uh De-
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, and Debella scolded her and uh he uh it, you know, he made her cry. He pointed at her and scolded her and and he made her cry and while she was sobbing. What? Yeah, while she was sobbing, Howard Stern then instructed everyone there to turn around and point at her while she tried to collect herself.
0: What?
1: Yeah. What? This is so ridiculous. Yes.
0: Yeah. What? Yes. And John DeBello like I just can't believe DeBello would even like go along with that. That's so.
2: The gr- I'm sure he didn't want to, but the the station like made him do this. I'm Everyone sure. Hard or and- or they were like, it'll be better for you if you do. Yeah, this. Yeah, so.
1: that's what. That's how I read it. I wouldn't have done it. I, I wouldn't even if it was good for radio. I wouldn't. have... Yeah, who's
2: gonna? It's stand also up like so it. nuts because he's
0: like taking no responsibility.
1: Yes actually like, Towers. like, I didn't do
0: that. Like, no, like, dude, you literally did it.
1: <laughs> and, and, and it forces Debella to have to defend Stern to the world to be like, Stern is not responsible for this, uh, for, for my wife's, uh, mental state. Um, uh, how dare you even uh, propose a question like that? You're a fool. And the, and he has to, the guy who's the, who's been, you know, uh, victimized by this uh, ha- has to, has to defend, uh, his oh, man.
0: man. It's so weird. Cause it, it parallels like Trump, like how like he, like, tortures Ted Cruz and insults his wife and then he makes yes. him kiss his ass in front of her. Yes, it's so weird. Oh, Boing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're getting better with that. Perfect timing. I know I timed it right. I know. That uh, that uh this topic, but um I like it. I more.
2: more. We can only afford the one button, so. Yeah. Uh,
1: DeBella stayed at 941YSP until 2001, and then he jumped to WMGK, where he has been ever since. Uh, I think, right? I'm pretty sure, Trove, you said he's still yeah, there. He's- yeah. It wasn't until relatively recently that Stern apologized to DeBella for his behavior. Stern's uh, serious satellite radio program produced a second installment of its History of Howard Stern series, uh, and DeBella was invited to offer his recollections of their rivalry.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Stern's different now. He's like, I'm telling you, he's in. Th- I- we got a link to the to the Terry Gross interview. I always try yeah. to listen to because it it's like Terry Gross interviews Howard Stern. And yeah, gets. I always thought Howard Stern gave horrible inter like he interviews people really well. But when he is interviewed, he's so like was tightly wound. And it's honestly the only time I've ever heard him let like like tell it like it is uh, about himself. Uh, obviously, this topic didn't come up in their interview. But uh, I, I, you know, he's a he's a new man that Howard.
1: So here's a quote from Debella about that history of Howard Stern uh, segment. Quote, after that was over and done with, I come home to find uh, one day there's a message on my phone and it's Howard, uh, you know, and I can't get, uh, and he says, I can't thank you enough for being a part of this. I could have never done this. You're a bigger man than I could ever be. And looking back, I'm ashamed of what I've done. Uh, you're one of the strongest human beings I've ever encountered, end quote. So it took him 20 some odd years, but he, he finally said sorry.
0: He's, like, much more aware. I, that's even, like, him saying, like, you're part of him becoming bigger because he had to knock him down to take a step forward. And he,
2: he was. He made it such a huge part of his yeah. show that, like. I had to be, yeah. like,
0: un, unappreciative of it until. I don't know. Howard Stern, I don't know. His, uh, his therapist, very good. Very good therapist, whoever <laughs> good. he is. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Mm.
1: Uh, DeBella claimed that the public humiliation uh, wasn't tough to take, but the sense of betrayal he felt was, Uh, quote, what really bothered me was that the people who knew me, the people in my own city, my own city's press, my own listeners, abandoned me. That hurt more than anything Howard said or did, end quote. Um, I guess uh, as uh, when they, yeah, I I guess falling in the ratings was harder to take than than any of the insults or, uh, you know, any of the crow he had to
0: eat afterwards, but... What a strange what a strange tale.
2: <laughs> Very strange, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a weird one. I didn't when I first looked into it, I didn't expect it to go there and I kind of because Debella's still on the air, I didn't I wasn't also expecting this huge like, you know, big precipitous fall for him in the middle of the uh the story uh after Howard Stern comes after him. So uh, a lot of this was new to me, uh, only having been, you know, sort of familiar with it uh, in the, you know, in the fact that there was an event that Howard Stern once had here in Rittenhouse Square.
0: And he's not married to Howard Stern. He's married to everyone who stopped listening to his show. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I take it all back. John DiBella, what a goof! What a stupid <laughs> nod.
1: <laughs> so I guess that's pretty much. That's all <laughs> I got for this. Do you guys have
2: anything you want to add? Just uh, we're wrapping up the show. Let's bury him real quick. <laughs> I can't time. help we're it. The end. Can't we're help it. Wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. <laughs>
0: we got <we> gotta <laughs> to help we it started, you know. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, Good
2: I, sure.
1: I, I, he's blaming me. He's blaming me. And it's clearly <laughs> Howard Stern's fault. What happened to him?
0: Yeah, it's true. He's Like, what do you do with like the zoo crew? This is your fault. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, know, man. Mm-hmm. And. Radio rivalries. Maybe we we got to do the one about a uh, high when 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 Jerry Blavitt tried to have High Lit killed. <laughs> that's a that's a legend in yeah. Philadelphia.
2: <laughs> we got to uh we w- we should start a rivalry with another podcast so we get popular.
0: Yeah. Uh, have like, reply all people. Can you imagine reply <laughs> all people came like they're like we're gonna be the biggest podcast in Philadelphia and we're gonna we're gonna torture Brian Bierman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh right. it might be happening now. happening now. I don't even I on. might not even know it with the help from listeners like you. It's been happening the past 32 years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. Uh, the people from uh <laughs> cereal. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got to swing up. We got we got to take them down
2: cereal they know where to hide bodies though i don't know no they don't
0: they didn't figure it out they don't know shit
2: that's right
0: we all thought she was gonna figure it out that murder and she never did (laughs) see this is what i'm talking about we gotta take we got
1: yeah yeah swing up take it to punch up take it to him
2: yeah terry gross what up what's up (laughs) you bum you're a bum terry gross (laughs) you're a hack <laughs> we
0: shouldn't do any of
2: this. No, we should I'm, 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 I'm doubling down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what everybody does. These things. I'm trying to make uh, two and a half million dollars a year mm-hmm. for for being stupid on the radio.
1: Yeah, people, people eat this up. This is what people want. The rivalries.
2: Yeah, they love it. Mm-hmm. auga They love it. Everybody who listens, wear a Hawaiian shirt on 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 Tuesdays, <laughs> not Fridays. <laughs> not Fridays. When that's copyrighted.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tuesdays.
2: That's our thing now Hawaiian shirt, Bro, bowling, no, shirt. Bowling, bowling shirt Bowling shirt days. Old, old bowling shirts Yes Yes
0: <laughs>
2: uh, I don't even know where to buy a bowling shirt Bowling but. alley Everybody's got to get one. I like
1: that idea. We should do that. All right. That's pretty much all there is to know about the DeBella Stern radio Wrap war. It up. <laughs> yeah, we're done here. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com. That's S O U T H F E L L I N I.com for cool Philly inspired merch. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, we're at South Fellini everywhere. Follow along and join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. Next week is our errors and omissions episode, I think.
2: Whoa.
0: It's going to be a short one because there's no errors in this show. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, don't, we don't ever screw no up. So.
0: Perfect score.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.